Hey, hey, Ashley here. I am back in the closet with episode 36. And this week I am going to open all the way up and tell you why I decided to stop sponsoring affiliates into social selling and network marketing. Whew, there's a lot of reasons and I'm going to be very candid with you. And I hope that this conversation will not only give you some insight into the way that I make decisions, but will help you to make decisions and to feel more comfortable making pivots or changes in any area of your life. And so I definitely want to encourage you to stay until the end of the episode and or fast forward, but don't do that, to the end because I'm going to give you 10 questions that I recommend you ask yourself when you are considering making any pivot or change in your life so that you can get clarity on what is right for you. And so please listen to this episode with that filter. It's not just about me sharing my journey and my thoughts. I want you to hear that because I do think that's important as someone who you're listening to and learning from to hear my honest decision-making process on something that's relevant to online business. But more than that, I want to encourage you to, as always, make decisions that are going to be aligned with what is most important and what matters most to you. And that's not going to be the same for any two people in the world. So enjoy this week's episode, grab something to take some notes with and or go through the show notes. And there is an opt-in for those 10 questions that will be sent straight to your email. So if you don't feel like writing and you feel like downloading and printing and then writing a little bit, do that. All right, let's get to it. Hey mama, I'm Ashley, and this is the Maverick Mompreneur podcast, where you're free and encouraged to own your desire to create and scale an impactful, discoverable online brand and business in the midst of motherhood, a business that's aligned with your mission, lifestyle desires, personality, and zone of genius without wasting your time on the hustle and grind hamster wheel that is social media. Can I get an amen? Sis, you are a maverick, an original, willing to stand out in your authenticity, defy expectations, and do life and business outside the box. In our world, if it's not aligned with who we are, it's a hard pass or a brave pivot. So if you're here for the powerful identity shift and transformation from boss babe or boss mom to aligned CEO, building a -a one-of-a-kind, influential, hustle-free online business, that will produce long-term impact and multiple streams of income through SEO, affiliate marketing, and courses while building yourself in the process. Well, pop in those AirPods, grab that cup of coffee or glass of wine, and let's get growing. Have you thought about working with me on personal brand clarity or personal brand rebranding as the case might be creating multiple streams of income or making your message product service and or opportunity searchable on Google. Here are the steps that I would recommend that you take, but make sure to DM or email me if you have any questions about the next best step in support that I may be able to provide you. So step one is to get clarity on your brand, whether you are day one or you are years into the game and you just want to make sure everything is in alignment. You are rebranding powerfully. You know exactly where you're headed. You would want to jump in on align your brand. So that 
That is my personal branding course. It's exactly what I would walk you through if we were working together one-on-one, but a very accessible price point. This is meant to get you feeling in flow with your business and to give you clarity on your personal brand. Everything from your content pillars, your message, who your ideal client avatar is, your tagline, your brand identity, your fonts, your colors, a plan to show up monetized, but to show up in front of the people who need what you have to offer, literally all the things. And it's all based around you and your unique personality, your unique style, and what is going to feel aligned so that you are excited and lit up about building your brand and business. Step two is going to be to start an optimized website or blog for your brand. I have a lot of people ask, should I start a blog first? Should I start a podcast first? Start with your website because you can add everything onto that hub. You want to start building your email list. You can start doing that there. You want to drive traffic from Pinterest over to your website and your products and your affiliate links. Start with your website. You can later add a podcast. You can promote your podcast via SEO on your website. Start with a website. And so you're going to want to jump into Evergreen Your Brand, which is how to set up a standout blog and website quickly, the simple way. And this is a self-paced course where I walk you through click by click and step by step. I've set up many a websites and worked with hundreds of clients on setting up and optimizing their own. This is everything you need and nothing that you don't. It's three modules. You could complete it in a day easily or take your time with it. Step three, and actually step three includes as bonuses, both step one and step two. So if you hear all three steps and think, ah, I want all of them, then just get step three. So step three is going to be to automate your social selling business or your affiliate product sales, get back your time, and then be able to monetize and scale your brand through your own offer of either coaching, a digital course, or a group program, or all three. I mean, don't do them all at once, but you could. So you're going to want to hop in on the next round of Social Seller to CEO Academy. That's a 12 plus module group coaching program with access to weekly Q&A calls with me in addition to the actual course. And this is where I teach you the exact way that I've generated over a hundred thousand in brand revenue yearly through coaching and courses in addition. And that's in the first two years of business in addition to passive affiliate income. So if you're interested in snagging a spot, you definitely will want to be on the wait list. There is a separate website for social seller to CEO. You can find all of the above under courses on elevatedwithashley.com forward slash courses or go to elevatedwithashley.com. You can go to the top and there's a drop down tab. It will say courses or coaching. And then for social seller to CEO, there's a separate menu tab on elevatedwithashley.com or you can go to social seller to ceoacademy.com and hop on the wait list for that so that you are the first to know about exclusive bonuses and when we open up for enrollment. Hint, hint, that's actually coming up pretty soon. And then of course, if courses and programs aren't your thing, and I know they aren't everyone's, I do have one-on-one coaching and mentorship options as well as spaces allow. And so it depends. So just send me an email to either hello at elevatedwithashley.com or you can DM me Ashley R. Latimer, 
on Instagram. And just let me know that you're interested in more information on one-on-one coaching and we can talk about what those options may be for you if there's availability. In one-on-one coaching, we can talk about and work on all the things. It's completely individualized. And so for some people, that's going to be the best way to be supported and mentored along your journey of entrepreneurship. Okay, I think that's all. Let's get into this week's episode. Happy Tuesday, chatting with the Mavericks. I hope that this conversation that we're going to have today will serve you in helping you to feel more comfortable in making a pivot in any area of your life. I know from the introduction and the title, you may think, oh, well, that's not relevant to me because I was never involved in network marketing or I never built a team in network marketing, never had to make that type of decision. But I hope that I can frame it or that you can look at it through the framework of making a pivot when something is not in alignment in your life anymore, whether that's a good thing, whether that's a negative thing, but knowing when to make a pivot and not allowing yourself to stay somewhere or do something that feels out of alignment for too long because you're afraid of other people's opinions, you're nervous about stepping out on your own or whatever it may be. I hope this translates from business to life as it does almost every time, right? I'll say it until the cows come home, life and business, there's so many parallels. They really are. It really is all the same thing. So when you listen to the podcast, I hope that you're able to take that and get some meaning out of it, regardless of whether or not the examples or the guest is exactly relevant to your life or your particular style of business. This episode is going to be basically me talking you through why I decided to stop sponsoring affiliates into network marketing. So a little bit of my backstory, I got into network marketing in 2017, mid 2017. I was introduced to network marketing through a blogger friend of mine who said she would mentor me in building the way that she was by using SEO and her website. And that's exactly what I did. And then I realized, well, that's not exactly duplicatable. So I started building in that way, quickly realized that it was not duplicatable and I felt like I needed to do the do in order to be a good leader. And in doing the do, I gave up all the parts of online business or many of the parts of online business that were really feeding the creative part of myself that loved online business and being my own boss and developing a brand. I really became so engrossed in selling products and being a rah-rah team leader and all of those things that are expected parts of being a team leader in network marketing and being a part of that industry in the traditional way. And so I showed up that way and I had success because I had already built influence before getting into that industry, but it consumed my life. And if you know my story, you've probably heard me talk about this a bunch, but it really did. My business really ran my life and it had to be that way in order to maintain the relative level of success, honestly, that I was achieving with that first company. And I really realized that that was not going to be sustainable. So I did shift into a company that was a social retail company where I could actually build in the way that I was originally taught to build, which is what I was doing prior. So 
through using SEO and sales funnels and automation and systems and all the things that allow you to build other streams of income to build on your brand and have network marketing as a complementary asset to that, which is what I teach. So I shifted back into that and continued to sponsor. So I think at this point, I probably sponsored nearly 400 into my downline between the two companies and nearly 200 of those have applied to join my downline through funnels. But I made a decision and this has been slowly over time as I have come more and more into alignment with myself in life and in business, I made the decision to stop sponsoring into network marketing. Now, I am not shutting down my sales funnels. I am not shutting down my personal affiliate product sales because that does feel aligned to me. I continue to sell three to 5,000 or more in the affiliate products every single month, 100% passively. And that's what I teach in Social Seller to CEO Academy. That first part of the program is how that's possible. So let me give you a breakdown of the reasons why I decided to stop sponsoring into network marketing into my team. And in fact, if you were to go to Google and to search how to become a social marketer with my company, my post would pop up and does pop up as of right now as Google page one post one. And that's because of organic SEO, no paid advertisements, just as a disclaimer. However, what felt in alignment to me and a decision I made was to add a disclaimer at the top that I am no longer sponsoring into that company. And of course, I link what it is that I'm doing now and how I may be able to help now or in the future in building an aligned online business with multiple streams of income, including affiliate marketing if you so choose, but just giving an explanation of what it is that I do now and leaving that up as a piece of authority of, yes, I know what I'm doing, but for me, that no longer feels aligned. However, that skill set can be applied to any business that you are building online. And when I say that skill set, SEO, systems, having a website, knowing how to drive traffic, to that website, organic and or paid, building the email list, all of these invaluable marketing skills that translate from company to company to industry to industry. And I want to say that there are many benefits to joining network marketing companies. I think that it's an absolutely amazing place to get started and learn the fundamentals of business. You learn everything from sales, how to pitch, how to pitch yourself, personal branding, maybe if you've got a solid upline or you're following a leader who teaches personal branding, you learn personalities, how to handle rejection, perseverance, and I would say most importantly, personal development and how to incorporate that into your life. So I will never say, oh no, don't join a network marketing company because there is so much benefit. However, here is the definition of an entrepreneur. Ready? One who organizes, manages, and assumes the risk of a business or enterprise. Again, definition of entrepreneur, one who organizes, manages, and assumes the risks of a business or enterprise. When you join a network marketing company, that is not you becoming an entrepreneur and it's not your business. And I got that a little bit twisted, but when rubber hit the road and my circumstances changed, I realized what exactly I needed to do was to truly become an entrepreneur and be able to take control, organize, manage, and assume the risks and the profits of a business that I actually own. Now, 
part of your business, part of your brand, a stream of revenue, I absolutely believe that affiliate marketing can be a part of that. And so for me, that feels really aligned. So marketing those products through sales funnels as a stream of revenue, couple thousand bucks a month plus, great. But if I'm gonna call myself a mompreneur, as a mom, I'm taking on all of being a mom. As an entrepreneur, I want to take on all of being an entrepreneur, betting on myself, assuming the risk, etc. And I was doing a little bit of research and came across a study, the AARP Foundation study, gives the following statistics. When it comes to network marketing companies, a minimum of 90% of representatives leave within five years. And it's typically those that are not at the very, very top. And you just understand how the industry is going at this stage in the game. Building a legacy, unless you come in with massive influence in some area, particularly massive influence within the industry, like talking 10, 20 years, you're not building the legacy that's promised if you work hard. And the statistics show 90% of representatives leave within five years. And I don't believe that's because of the type of people who get into the industry. I believe that there are many, and I see many capable women go back to building with another company and another company and another company versus taking that time, taking those five years, betting on themselves and building their own business making that shift from low ticket to high ticket and really selling yourself and your own products, that is not for the faint of heart. And we had a discussion with Krista over the last two episodes, Mindset Coach Krista, on money mindset. And we talked about how a lot of that goes back to worthiness. Who am I to create my own courses? Who am I to create my own offers? Could I even do that? And we stick with what we're comfortable with. But going back to the study, by year 10, only those at or near the top have not dropped out, making it safe to say that at least 95% of network marketers have dropped out. Whereas, and this is where it's important, only 64% of small businesses fail in 10 years. So those statistics show that you actually have a 30% better chance of success with having your own business. Maybe when you launch, if you don't have influence, you're not going to have the fast success that you might when you launch with a low ticket product that can serve most people in your audience that's not a target audience, right? But that's not the long-term play. What is the long-term play is building your own small business and being in control of your cash flow. And this is taking a little bit of a different turn than I anticipated. I have my notes outlined here, but I also told myself that I was just going to see what came out. I've never put this into words before, how I feel about this topic, and I am passionate about it, and I want to always honor everyone's decisions. There's no wrong or right way to build a business. There's no wrong or right company to be with or industry to be a part of or not be a part of. It really is just up to you. But I I know that I was not hearing many, if at all, voices speaking to the things that I want to speak to my audience about, that I do speak to my clients about, and that I'm speaking about on this podcast. And it does make me a little bit nervous because I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want anyone to think 
think that I'm poo-pooing on what they're doing. But for someone, I know this is speaking to someone because these are the things that I needed to hear from someone who was relatively successful in the industry and who had influence, who did sponsor hundreds of people into their downline. And still the most that I ever made in a year in social selling with leading a team in the way that would typically be expected of a leader in network marketing and doing all of the things. The most that I ever made was 40, about 45,000 from that stream of revenue. So in a year, 45,000, but I was working my butt off. I was doing all the things, all the things. And that's what I was making. Whereas when I shifted from social seller to CEO of my own business, I more than doubled that within one year because I could control the pricing of my offers, how much I worked, the way that I worked, the way that I was marketing, building a target audience, all of these things. And it felt so aligned. That's when magic happens. And so for some people, maybe that is within a social selling company, a network marketing company. But if it's not, and you feel out of alignment, you may have heard the phrasing, don't let your loyalty lead you to poverty. And usually we hear that about loyalty between companies. So staying with a company for far too long, even when they're in decline, even when you're not making money, because you're loyal to your team, you're loyal to your company. But I would argue that this can also and should also be considered about the way that you want to build a business in general and what you go through when you decide to step away from leadership or from network marketing or from a company and particularly stepping away from network marketing as it's traditionally done, maybe even altogether. So don't let your loyalty to what you've been doing lead you to poverty and not just financial poverty because I'm not saying $45,000 is by any means poverty, but some people aren't even making that and they're working just as hard as I was. And again, you could spend the time to build influence, which would help when it comes to sales, when it comes to sponsoring, because people join and buy from people who they know, like, and trust, and who have high perceived value level or PVL in the marketplace. If you don't have that, you can build that But over those one, two, three, four, five, ten years, is it worth, is the payoff worth, think about it as a return on investment. You're spending all of this time building influence, creating content, doing all of the things. And if you look at your compensation plan, will that equate to financial payoff for the amount of time you're spending versus if you could spend some time in setting up sales funnels and selling affiliate products at, yes, a higher commission percentage because typically the percent commission on products for network marketing companies is higher than, say, Amazon or reward style. Typically it is, and that's one thing that I absolutely love. But when it comes to downline residual income, unless you have a massive team that you want to continue to pour a lot of your energy into, it's very hard to make that rationalization of the time spent versus the income you're making. And like I said in the introduction, the teams that I have led within the industry are absolutely amazing. The women are amazing. They're the best of the best. I love them to death. But does that mean, does that loyalty mean that I am going to tie myself to leading in a way that no longer felt and feels aligned to me? 
And the answer is no. So let me go into a little bit more of a structure of some of the reasons because this kind of gives me a good little dovetail into one of the reasons. So we'll say this is the first. And I'm not sure even how to title this category and maybe it will come to me as I talk about it aloud. But over the past few years, as I've made the transition into online business coaching, which is what I do now full time, I attracted women because of what I was talking about, personal branding, building multiple streams of income, building a brand based around you, attraction marketing. I attracted women who did want to do that thing and have done it. They're doing it or they've done just that. They have built brands, they have branched out. Many of them have branched out and are creating massive success in other industries as influencers in particular, as coaches, or they are sticking with network marketing and that's totally fine. So for those who I attracted, who wanted to learn from me, who took advantage of me offering free programs to people in my downline and things like that, they took advantage of that and they actually enacted it and they have thriving businesses. And that is something that I'm so proud of and that I'm so, that does feel really aligned and successful. Exactly what I wanted. I wanted to build leaders. I wanted to build influencers. But what that did was absolutely impact my bottom line for that revenue stream. But it's what I wanted. I knew I was making the transition to online business coaching where I can now help women, as many women as I possibly can in any company or any industry now, including the company I'm partnered with, not just people for whom the products of my particular company align. And I'm so thankful during the time of transition as I was going through divorce and went from making some income, but certainly not supporting my whole entire life and lifestyle. As I made that transition, my team carried me and particularly the whole team emotionally and just having that support and that tribe, but particularly my heavy hitting top producers who stepped up and promoted and because of the loyal audiences that they have, the warm audiences that they they have, they crushed it in sales and therefore I did receive great residual income off of that. And I'm so grateful that that is how that worked out for so many reasons. I'm so grateful to them. I will be forever grateful to them. However, that's not sustainable, nor was that what those individuals chose to do with their influence and with their brand full time. And I don't blame them. Neither did I. Many of them also have passive sales funnels set up for these products like I do, but they are crushing it and making impact and income in totally different ways. And that is what I want for people on my team, for my clients, and for anyone who's building a business online is to build in the way that feels good and aligned and plays on your experiences, skill sets, strengths, and gifts. This is exactly what I teach my clients. And so to see that happen, even when it impacts your bottom line, is just like a life affirming type of thing, a life and business affirming type of thing that yes, I'm on the right path because I see that there are women who I attract into my world who I can inspire by doing things the way that feels aligned to me to do things the way that feels aligned to them and therefore have a thriving business. It's so good. And I know that that can come with disappointing other people. I know that that can come with people not understanding the change, the pivot. But here's one thing that you have to know when you make a change or a pivot, you don't 
owe anyone an explanation. Now, if there are people who you are close with who ask for an explanation and who truly care, not just out of a sense of gossip or entitlement or anything else, and you choose to explain your story, why you've pivoted all the things, whether that be in life or business, that is up to you. I'm not saying that that's a bad idea, but I think sometimes we think, and I know I definitely have felt like this in other areas of life in the past, but the person that I am now does not require the validation of someone else's opinion on a decision that I'm making for myself and my daughter and my life. And I know that can be a little bit harsh and people may have opinions about ways to go about things differently or in their perception better. But for me and the time period in which I decided that I was not going to be building within network marketing when it came to a team, this is exactly why I'm doing this podcast to really talk you through my thought process, but not out of a sense of needing to explain this to anyone, but hopefully out of a sense of helping you to navigate pivots in your life and encourage you to make them, giving it thorough thought, listening to your instincts, but leading yourself and not allowing the opinions of others to lead your decision making, whether to stay, whether to go, when to go, all of those things, that decision-making process of relying on the validation of others' opinions on my life has gotten me into situations I never should have been in. And I wonder if you can relate to that. I think most people can, unless you were somehow born and or raised with a really, really strong sense of self and agency and all of those things that I have learned definitely later in life, but are invaluable. Let me jump back into alignment. I am dovetailing and bird walking and why are all those things related to birds? Anyway, all over my notes, but there is one section that I have and I wrote alignment. And so I want to explain to you for me why building a team and leading a team in the traditional way that's expected no longer felt aligned. Because I teach building a business in a way that's aligned for you and you alone. And there's so many ways to do it. You see it all the time. There are so many people who are crushing it online and they don't all have the same business model. Absolutely not. And I also teach to pivot when it's no longer in alignment, even if that doesn't make sense to anyone but you. So number one, I have to practice what I preach. When I started building in network marketing and as that journey progressed, I was not in a healthy place. I was not the person that I am now. If I look back at my motivations, I look back at my sense of self, where I derived my sense of self, where I derived my security and safety and comfort, it was not a healthy whole place. I was also not supporting myself or needing to support myself financially as I am now. So the combination of those two, those two went hand in hand. The things that I was okay with doing and sacrificing and the way that I showed up are not ways that I feel aligned showing up now. And this can happen in our relationships. This can happen in the ways that we move our body and working out. This can happen in business. This can happen in a company. This can happen in your brand, all kinds of ways. But when you build something, especially in an emotional and mentally unhealthy place, and then you become 
more whole, much more whole, much more healthy, things are going to feel off. And sometimes you can grow with that and grow through it. But sometimes you grow out of things and out of alignment with things. Not that they are even bad, but they're not for you anymore. They aren't you anymore. Also, when I wasn't supporting myself, and I know for a lot of you mamas, your income may not be the sole income. Even if you could provide for your entire family, it's not the end-all be-all. So if you lost half of your income through that source, you wouldn't be destitute. Your family wouldn't be destitute. You could still maintain your lifestyle relatively. And for some of you, you are single moms. You may understand exactly what I'm talking about. You go through a divorce, you go through a change, and you realize that, my goodness, if my income is halved through network marketing, I can't do this. And so that's the realization that I came to was I cannot rely on the efforts of others and the decisions of others if they want to go off and do their own thing. I don't want to have those types of feelings or even for that to be a thing. I still, one of the top producer of my team is still a dear friend of mine and I am her biggest cheerleader. Like every milestone, I just get so excited for her. I would never want to sit there and feel resentful that she's not promoting because I'm making less money. That is not what I would ever want to do. And I knew that from the beginning, I would never want to put myself in a position where I was feeling, was pressuring anyone or even feeling the need to pressure anyone to produce to make me money. That feels completely out of alignment and always has. I'm glad that I started building my own business that I own and control before I even needed to because of that very reason. When I did need to support myself financially, I could and I knew that I could. And I knew that I had already started building a business that could and will sustain me for the long term without having to worry about the efforts of other people, changes in a comp plan by a company, whatever it might be. Okay, so I hope those two make sense. And even if they don't, I just want to give you those because I know there's going to be something that speaks to different people within my thought process. And you're not going to relate to all of this, but I hope there's something that sticks out to you. And I would love to know, please let me know. You can DM me, Ashley R. Latimer on Instagram, or you can shoot me an email, of course, hello at elevatedwithashley.com. And I think I've said this before, but no matter how much you're making in network marketing, it is not your business. And for me, I really wanted, and I'm so glad that I do own and control my own business. We have a finite amount of energy and time. And I know that I'm not able to support women in network marketing on my team in the way that I know that they would need to be successful that would make sense for my time. Yes, could I mentor each and every person who I sponsored into my team not knowing whether or not they would apply it to do the things that I know they need to be successful. Number one, taking the time to build influence with a target audience. I could do that, but A, it's not duplicatable, and B, it would literally make no sense for me time versus income wise. And I do support myself solely. And I want to teach women how to use SEO, how to build systems for automation and communication, how to build courses and programs to create income, which can also include selling products. But I want to be able to teach women in lots of different industries. That could be women who are also in network marketing, but the women who I work with really are interested in 
incorporating that as a stream of what they're doing and or automating that so that they can free up their time. And for some of them, they want to free up their time to spend more time with family. For others who maybe don't even have a family at this point, they want to free up their time so that they can build other prongs to their brand, maybe start a podcast. They want to get into blogging. They want to do things to build a long-term searchable brand and diversify the way that they're making income online and really become that CEO that they are meant to be. The women that I work with are willing, maybe sometimes some need encouragement more than others to start this belief, but they are willing to bet on themselves and their calling over any company or product line, no matter what. They are open to believing in themselves and what they're here to do. And they know that it's going to take time and it's going to take possibly learning new skill sets. But they also know that the time is going to pass anyway. And when we look back at those statistics, where in 90% of representatives in network marketing companies have left within five years, whereas only 64% of small businesses fail in 10 years. So they understand that part of their small business can be a stream of revenue through affiliate product sales. But that, that we have that, but that we have that finite amount of time and energy. And if you know, you know, to lead in the way that's expected when someone joins a network marketing company, which is the majority join for that community to make an extra zero to five hundred dollars, I think is the t- statistic. So they're not trying to replace an income. They are not trying to create a massive long-term brand, but they are expecting a team element and leadership that requires a lot. And at a certain time that did feel aligned to me, it no longer does because there's only one of me. And I know that what I meant to do is teach as many women as possible how to build online businesses and to really step fully into online business coaching. And yes, you can build different streams of revenue. And there are some people who are able to be online business coaches and also do all the things within network marketing, but typically those are people who are network marketing coaches and they already established a legacy income or a top earner income before starting into network marketing coaching so that they are able to put in the effort, the time versus the ROI on their time makes sense. For me, it did not. And that's what I had to decide. And so I did make that decision to step away from taking on any new affiliates. Now, I will give the caveat that if an influencer came to me, someone with influence or who was building a brand, building influence, and was a lone wolf type of entrepreneur, a solopreneur like me, who truly, even if I have an upline who's active and my my active upline is absolutely amazing. And that's the nice thing about choosing a team to be a part of that has incredible leadership is that even if you take a step back, I have zero worries based on the systems that I've built out and the trainings that I've already done and the leadership that's available within my larger team. If somebody wants a good leader who's active, they've got it. They just have to make those connections. But again, back to if someone came to me, it was a solopreneur and said, hey, I want to do what you're doing. I want to incorporate these affiliate products into what I'm already doing, into my existing influence. Absolutely. Would I help them get started? 
Sure. Now I'm going to, am I going to teach someone how to create all the systems? No, because one thing that I will say I have found is that when there's no skin in the game, and this is for myself and also for clients or teammates, when there's no skin in the game and someone is given something, you don't have this same drive as you do when you invest and you think I have invested in this. I'm going to make this work. If you've listened to my podcast about, I had a a $5,000 investment in someone building out a funnel for me. It was a total flop and frankly, scammy. If you want to know what that was and who that was, I did report them to the Better Business Bureau along with a lot of other people who did the same thing once I got on there. But anyway, even from that $5,000 investment, because I put skin in the game and wanted to make something work and wanted to get my time freedom back, I decided to do it my way. And that was the catalyst for starting my own business, right? From going from social seller to CEO and finally ahead of schedule launching my online coaching business. And now I've gotten to work with the most amazing clients from all different companies and all different industries. And it's been an amazing last two years. And I'm so excited about the future. The way that I build my business and my life now are truly in alignment. And anytime that I see a piece that doesn't feel in alignment, I make a tweak, even if it's scary, and it just keeps getting better. And I will keep preaching alignment and checking in with yourself and really evaluating if you are living, being, doing, working, etc., in a way that is truly you and that is truly capitalizing on the gifts you've been given, the personality that you have. Because if you are, then you are able to show up as your highest self and serve others at the highest capacity. And so it's not selfish to really look at and make changes because the people who need you most, who you're meant to serve, who you're meant to love are going to massively benefit from you being your most whole and healthy and happy that you possibly can. Another element of alignment is personality type. So just one example of this, introversion versus extroversion. And if you've heard the analogy of the coins every day, an extrovert wakes up and they get up out of bed. And if we think about uh, gathering interactions as gathering coins, they are gathering a coin every time they have an interaction with someone. So they go to the coffee shop. Ooh, they get a coin from talking to that barista. They pump gas. They say hello to the person pumping gas next to them. They get a coin from having that interaction. They get onto a Zoom with a bunch of people from their network marketing company, a company training. They're getting coins from that. They are asked to speak. They're getting coins from that. They have messages and conversations and engagement going on online, on social media. They're getting coins from that. They are filling up their coin purse with all of this interaction, with all of this engagement and activity. Maybe they even have too many coins. I don't know. But then an extrovert on the flip side, they wake up and they have a coin purse of a given amount of coins. And each interaction is giving away a coin. So giving away a coin. That Zoom call, that's giving away a coin. Answering questions for teammates. It's not a bad thing, but it's giving away coins. Answering messages, being in 50 chats, that's giving away coins. It's draining energy. And then for both introverts and extroverts, they don't just have their network marketing business where they're getting coins and giving away coins. I'm kind of going out on a limb here with this. They also have families. They also have 
partners. They also have other jobs. They also have hobbies. All of these other things that either give coins or take away coins. For me, I am an introvert. And so what I found was that the expectations of leadership and of team building are very much more, and this could be argued with, but for me, it did not work with the amount of quiet and solo time that I need. For me, the long-term play of being the type of active leader that most people expect when they join, that most people want you to maintain, I, to honor myself and the personality that I've been given, couldn't do it long-term. And so I don't know if there's any other exhausted, extroverted leaders, but really take care of yourself. Make sure that you're setting boundaries around your time and communication, how often you're checking messages, and all of those things. There are, of course, boundaries that can help with this. And there are many top leaders who are introverts. I'm not saying that's not possible, but I know for me, that was a factor of not wanting to continue to sponsor at the rate that I was because the amount of interpersonal activity, aka giving away of coins, would not have been sustainable for me. And I don't like to do things not 100%, but I want to have 100% to give to the people who matter most in my life, my partner, my daughter, my family, my friends, some of those friends being on that team. But hundreds, for me, that's not sustainable. And I know, I, I know from experience, it can be hurtful, it can be disappointing, it can be confusing, but I would say to anyone who feels that way toward me, I do not blame you for that, but I hope that you, in a similar situation, in any capacity of your life, if you felt like something was best for you and your family, that you would choose you and your family and what matters most and your mental health and your financial health and your spiritual and physical health first all day long. I would never encourage you to not do that. And so I hope that if there is anyone listening who has any hard feelings, because I know what that feels like, trust you me, I do know what that feels like. And at a different point in life, I didn't get it and I do now. And so I hope for you that this is not a frustrating episode to listen to, but that it gives you some advisement for when you inevitably face a situation where you are going to disappoint other people or you're going to burn yourself out. You're not going to be living your best life. You're not going to be showing up for the people in your life who truly matter most. And one of those people being your own self. I could go on, but lastly, there was, for me, misalignment with strategy and mainly in leading women to do something that I was no longer willing to do. And mainly that's reaching out via direct message or even having a bunch of engagement and interaction on social media and in direct message with the purpose, although we say it's for connection, but really with the purpose of selling. I no longer felt comfortable doing that and didn't have to do so myself because of the funnels that I had put in place for both product sales and sponsoring, which is why I put those in place because it did not feel aligned to continue building a business that way. It also didn't feel sustainable or frankly, didn't feel to me professional. It didn't feel like the CEO version of myself, what they would do. And so I was and am willing to bring people on as affiliates who had influence, who I already knew could be successful 
and who express that, and even go-getters who maybe weren't so influential yet, but who would be happy to plug into a system and do their thing the way that I did. Someone not looking for community or a super involved leader, but again, I know that that is the majority are looking for that community and are looking for a super involved leader like I used to be. But again, stepping into business coaching online, making a pivot into online business coaching full time is what I am choosing to devote my time and energy to because that is finite. And so like I teach in Social Seller to CEO Academy, I automated all that I could as far as social selling. I have now chosen to not for the time being anyway, to not bring other affiliates on. And with all of that additional time that I've been able to save over the years through having those automated sales funnels in place, I've been able to actually start my own business and really branch out and expand as an entrepreneur in the online space. And the ways that I currently monetize are, yes, through affiliate marketing, also currently through one-on-one mentorship, as well as group coaching programs, and also digital course sales. So in conclusion, because I think I've talked myself all the way out and around and through the decision-making process that I went through in order to determine that I no longer wanted to team build, my conclusion for you is... Whether it's moving to a new city, switching a company or leaving a company, starting a side hustle, starting a business, becoming a CEO, creating your first course, trying online dating, breaking up with your partner, filing for divorce, or even, I don't know, chopping your hair off. Life is going to always have a ton of decisions. They're going to be big decisions and small decisions and some do require a lot more thought. But what happens sometimes is that when we have such a big decision, we hesitate to make up our minds and then we don't take any action whatsoever. Have you ever done that? I know I have in pretty much every area. We just avoid making that decision. We just wanna crawl into a little hole and hope that we just stop thinking about needing to do something and needing to pivot and wanting to make a change. We just hope that will pass by. But in that indecision and choosing to not make a decision is actually making a decision. And the decision is to stay where you are, to accept what you have and stay where you are. And that's a decision in and of itself. So I wanted to end with 10 questions that you can ask yourself and that I would recommend that you ask yourself when you are considering making any larger or or small, any pivot or change in your life. And these will hopefully give you clarity on what's right for you right now. So even if you're not in the process of making a big decision, I recommend that you write these down because I think they'll guide you through. In fact, I will make and link an opt-in in the show notes with these 10 questions, like a little worksheet. And that way, just give me your name and your email address, and then I will shoot you over these questions. So do that right now. You can download and print them and or you can write these down or just write down your answers. So number one, what do I want five years from now? How about 10 years? 
So what do I want my life to look and feel like in all areas? So financially, mentally, spiritually, in your relationships, in your business, I want you to future pace. What do you want in five years from now or 10 years from now? And take some time to write that out and really dive deep. And then ask yourself with this pivot or change that you're trying to consider in mind, is this decision that I am contemplating making in line with my long-term goals? Or is indecision, which is actually the decision to stay where you are, is that in term with my long-term goals? And write out why or why not. The third question to ask yourself, when I think about it, when I think about making this decision, how does my body feel? And I know that sounds a little bit woo-woo, but I want you to imagine what could potentially happen from this decision. And picture yourself in six months, so maybe, or, or a few weeks, few weeks, a few months, six months. How does it feel? How does your body respond to that? Do you feel excitement? Do you feel nervous? Do you feel nothing? Do you feel indifferent? So how do you feel? If it doesn't light you up and you can't imagine positivity, positive emotions coming from it, it might not be for you. A little nervousness, nervousness and excitement nervousness and even fear and excitement can feel the same in our bodies. So even if you feel that little bit of nervousness or excitement, that is something that it's lighting you up. It's you're thinking about being lit up and that's not a bad thing. But if you're just kind of feeling blah, it's something to take note of. The fourth question to ask yourself would be what are the risks of doing this thing, of making this change, of moving, of leaving the company, of starting that business, of putting yourself out there and doing online dating or putting yourself out there and selling your first high ticket coaching offer or course of starting a website. What are the risks of doing this? Five, what are the risks of not doing this? So if you don't move, if you don't break up with that partner, if you don't start a business, if you don't start a website, you don't start a podcast, you don't leave the company, you don't change the way that you're doing things and you get locked into doing something that feels out of integrity, what are the risks of not making a decision to change? So those two are very important questions. Six, when it comes to this decision, is now the right time? And it may not be. Think about all of your life circumstances, what all you have going on, the commitments that you already have, the time constraints that you have or don't have, the life phase that you're in, is now the right time? So if you're eight months pregnant and you've got four kids under five, maybe now is not the right time. Or maybe it is, but think about it. Doesn't mean that because you put off the decision with the intent to make it and make changes and pivots later, doesn't mean that you're indecisive. It means that you are choosing to make that pivot at a later date. But on the flip side, or diving further, number seven, if not now, when? So give yourself a date. If now is not the time, when will be the right time? And you know what they say about, you know, having children, you're never ready for children. Well, it's like that with a lot of things really. And so you have to be honest with yourself. If not now, when? And if you really have no reason for now not being the right time, is it a question of being fearful or not feeling worthy of making that decision or worrying about other people's opinions. I bet a lot of things are gonna come up for you. Eight, do I have any past experiences, and I'm betting that you do, past experiences that can tell me about how this might go? So I'm guessing that at some point in your life, you made a decision and you weren't sure of how it was going to go and then it worked out. Or maybe it didn't work out in the way that you thought it would, but you learned a lesson. So think back on those 
those past experiences about times when you've made decisions that seem scary or seemed, you know, counterintuitive or that everyone else didn't understand. And how did those things go? What did you learn? How did you grow? What did you gain? And give yourself confidence that you've already flexed that pivoting muscle before and you can do it again and you'll only grow from there. Worst case scenario, you will grow. Nine, and this is a question that I use to evaluate all big decisions. If my child or best friend or the person who means the most to you in life, if you don't have a child, if my child or best friend came to me with this situation or I knew they were in it, how would I advise them? or what would I want to say to them? So really think about that. If someone came to you and they said, hey, I've got this decision about switching companies or starting a business, making a pivot with how I'm building online, going out on this date, breaking up with a partner, filing for a divorce, chopping my hair off, you know, all those things I listed before. How would you advise them? So take your own fears and attachments and all of that out of it. And how would you advise someone that you care about immensely? And hopefully you can remember that you should care about yourself immensely too and take your own advice. But try to detach yourself from everything and and explain how you would advise someone else. And then lastly, number 10, if no one else's opinion mattered. If you could somehow, and this is almost impossible to do entirely, but if you could somehow just not even think about anyone else's opinion, aside from if you have, you know, your square squad, if you've read uh, Brene Brown, she talks about your square squad. There are some people you want to take other people's opinions into consideration, but not base your decision solely upon that, of course. But if no one else's opinion mattered and you could really just detach from that, what decision would you make? Especially opinions of those who don't matter. Those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. True, true, true. Your inner knowing has the answers already. You can always think through how you're going to tell others or what your talking points will be. It's kind of funny because I, as I'm recording this episode, this is the first time I've really talked about this out loud because I really hadn't taken the time to synthesize the exact reasons why and put it all down into words. But you can think through how you'll tell others, but you do not need permission or validation to do what's right and best for you. End of story, period. Episode over. But really, I think that's probably all that I have for you for this episode. I hope that this was helpful. I hope it was interesting, inspiring, maybe all of the above. And I just wanted to say thank you as always for listening in and supporting the podcast and sharing. You are truly a wonderful community of Mavericks and I'm happy to be able to connect with you each and every week. I will see you back next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My goal is to help as many women in business online as possible to build strong, powerful, aligned, and profitable personal brands. The best way to show you appreciate this content is to screenshot and share on your social media or share with your team. Actually, even better would be to also leave a review for the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on. If you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me via email at hello at elevatedwithashley.com. You can DM me on Instagram at Ashley R. Latimer or join us in the free Elevate Academy for brand building, maverick marketers, and mom entrepreneurs Facebook community. Can't wait to chat with you next week.